Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And welcome once again, everybody, to the Propreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dino Watt, and excited to have you here for another episode where we interview people who are really trying to make a difference in the industry, whether it be uh, ortho or dental or really any private practice owner, giving you the best practices possible. And today we have a very special guest, matter of fact, probably our most popular guest uh, of all time, uh, Janelle Bomb. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> ben Winters is here with us, and he's going to talk to us all about social media and how you can use it to help scale your business. Listen, the fact of the matter is there's just one you. And you've known this since you got out of dental school or ortho school or whatever specialty you're dealing with, that you can only scale so much. There's only so many days in the week, so many hours in the day, and there's only you. And even if you get an associate or a couple of associates, but how can you do it in the real world that we're dealing with now? We have an opportunity in our industry or in any industry really to scale our businesses like never before internationally because of free apps, free opportunities. And so I'm really excited to talk to Dr. Ben Winters today. And uh, before we get into that conversation, again, just thank everybody for promoting the podcast, sharing it with your friends and your colleagues. That's the best way that we grow our podcast. And uh, you've seen the evolution of this podcast over the last 120 episodes. So very excited to uh, have that and very honored that you would actually share this podcast with other people. So that being said, let's introduce our two guests today. First off is Dr. Ben Winters. He's known as the Bentist online. If you haven't followed him, go right now, stop your car, pull over <laughs> and follow him on TikTok and Instagram. And he has over 20 million followers. He is the most popular uh, uh, social media influencer in the dental space with over 1 billion views collectively over his dental education platform. And that's Pretty impressive, no matter who you are. And with us is also his right-hand person, Janelle Baum. If you haven't followed Janelle Baum, and I believe you're an influencer on social media. Is that correct, Janelle? That's correct, Dina. And she is uh, silly, funny, influential, and somebody who just is willing to just put herself out there with wigs and costumes and noodle the clown is her alter ego. So Beyonce and Sasha Fierce, Janelle has noodled the clown. So that being said, let's get started. Welcome to the show, you guys. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Well, we always start off with the story. So first of all, let's talk about your story of how did you become a uh, decide to become a dentist? Like, did you have some traumatic experience? Are you a third generation dentist? Like, what was your story? Yeah. So basically, um, I kind of I kind of came from the orthodontic route actually initially. Um, so obviously I always had good experiences with my dentist and everything, but when I was 13, um, I got braces like most other kids get braces and my doctor was just so different. So my, just a little background, my whole family is pretty much doctors. And so I, I'm used to seeing doctors and in, in that type of world and more professional and all that type of stuff. And then all of a sudden I go to my orthodontist. And he was a special kind of guy. He had his chairs were like hot dogs and his chairs were hamburgers. And he wore these crazy glasses that had like all these like paintings on them. And he wore a different pair of Converse every day. Like he was a wild guy. He looked like a a mad scientist. Right. And so I was just seeing he was bouncing around and having fun. 
And everybody was just kind of happy to be there, which is different than the dental office side of things where it's, you know, more quiet and relaxed. And it was fine. I didn't have any bad issues with it. But then even you go to the doctor and it's like people are kind of nervous and they're sitting in their chairs and everybody's really professional and can't talk and it's quiet. And this guy's blasting music and having fun. And um, so I just had a great braces experience with them. And then also I kind of realized that he wasn't like doing too much work either. I saw that he was just kind of hanging out, you know, with the parents and smoozing and talking. And I was like, man, that's really interesting because he just comes over and says, hey, to me. And he looks like he's having fun and he gets to wear cool shoes. and He doesn't have to wear this white coat and be all buttoned up all day. And um, so I got really kind of intrigued by that. And so I'm a really early adopter of the Internet. My dad went to MIT and we had like a Commodore 64 that we were command prompting on as kids and all this type of stuff. And so we got the Internet really early. And so at the time, I believe it was like Ask Jeeves. And um, so basically I typed in because I'm a very much a work smarter, not harder guy. And so I typed in, it's kind of funny. I was like, what job makes the most money with the least amount of work? (laughs) And funny enough, orthodontics popped up as like the number one job in America, like 10 years in a row or whatever. And so basically through that process, I just had so much fun that I was like, I think this is it. I think this is what I want to do. I want to be an orthodontist. And so I went and told my family at, at age 13 that, I'm going to be an orthodontist and this is what I'm going to do. You know, and my dad is like, I thought you were going to be like the third generation doctor. Uh, and so he didn't really kind of believe me. But then the funny thing was, is uh, I was in doing, getting some surgery or something like that. And um, his friend was there. He was a podiatrist or a doctor or whatever. And then he was like, hey, Ben, why don't you tell him what you want to be? You know, when you grow up kind of joking around. And like hoping that the doctor would laugh at me for wanting to be a dentist or an orthodontist, you know. And so I was like, oh, I want to be an orthodontist or a dentist. And and uh, he looked at my dad and he's like, man, I wish I would have been a dentist. He's like, all <laughs> my friends just have such better hours. They make so much more money. He's like, you know, all this type of stuff. He's like, I would never go back to medical school if I get it. And so my dad just kind of turned white. And at that, that moment, I was like, yep, solid. We're going to become nice. a dentist and orthodontist. But obviously, I really enjoyed general dentistry as well. And I also enjoyed oral surgery as well, because I know you have to become a dentist first before you can do that. And you got to be okay with becoming a general dentist if for some reason the specialty doesn't work out. So I do love general dentistry as well, too. Uh, But the orthodontics was what sparked that kind of trip down that path. That's awesome. I I love that your dad was like, all right, we'll see. And then your friend backed it up. Uh, I, I can tell you that I never thought I'd be in this industry. And once I got in, boy, did I not try to influence my son and daughters to be orthodontist and yeah. them listen to me, but I'm like, seriously, like, I remember one person, they'll go nameless, but when I was first in the industry, it was a wife of an orthodontist who said to me, she's like, Dino, you can kind of be inept at what you do and still make really good money in this industry. Now, I don't yeah. want to expose that. It's to sad. All these yeah. doctors are doing great stuff out there. If you listen to this podcast, you're one of the you know 20%. I get it. But you all know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. come on, we're being real. It's true. Well, it's true, that's yeah. awesome. Thanks for sharing that story with us. We're going to get into the uh, social media part of things in just a moment. But Janelle, we'd love to hear about you. Tell us. Oh, okay. You. Turn up the volume. Pull over again, guys. It's Janelle Bombshow. No, I'm just kidding. So um, most of you probably know me as a treatment coordinator for the last seven years with Askler Orthodontics. And throughout my career there, I'm was constantly obsessed with learning and growing and finding different platforms to express my creativity. And long story short, I landed this job completely accidental. I jumped on a discovery call with Ben to learn about busy for myself and 
assuming I'd apply it to Askler, assuming I'd still work there. And at the end of our discovery call, I said, so what happens next? Your sales rep calls me and, you know, follows up with me. And he was like, no, I, I don't have one. I'm looking for someone with a fun personality and who knows and is good at sales. And I literally looked at the camera and was like, well, that sounds like me, jokingly. And then there was like this long, awkward stare and now here I am. So, um, yeah, no, I'm just loving what I'm doing and being able to still be, you know, surrounded in the ortho industry and meeting a bunch of great new doctors and different reps and different companies. It's been great. Well, it's a good thing he didn't end that with, uh, do you know anyone? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Any contact information? Uh, not you. Anyone else? Uh, yeah. so that's great. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Okay, so let's talk about uh, how you got into this? I mean, dude, uh, uh, 20 million followers. I'm sure it's grown since, you know, last time yeah. I saw those stats because it grows every day. Once it, once it gets into this perpetual motion stage, right? It just keeps growing. So yeah. we see all the accolades for those of you who are watching on, uh, YouTube, you see all the accolades behind you with the YouTube and oh yeah, I forgot about all those. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, <laughs> well, you're just so used to it. It's, it's just a rat all the time. It's like white noise. I get it. Uh, so tell us a little bit why you decided to jump in. You talked about being early adapters in the internet, but social media is a, a very interesting animal. And how did you get involved with that? Yeah, so initially I actually, I used to be, I know I don't look like it anymore, but I used to be a bodybuilder back in the day and I used to actually work in exercise oh, physiology. crazy, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I worked with collegiate athletes at the University of Oklahoma and did personal training and all that type of stuff. So at the time, Instagram was kind of the hop in place. And so I kind of learned how to grow a little bit of, of a business there. And so we had actually grown to about 50,000 followers prior to getting into orthodontic residency. And then when I got into orthodontic residency, I thought it was kind of a weird thing to be posting shirtless pictures and then seeing kids on a, you know, on a daily basis with Here's your parents your and patients. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I was just like, you know, I don't think this is, it wasn't really doing much for me. You couldn't really monetize very well on Instagram back in the day. It was pretty much like, it still really is that way on Instagram, by the way, they don't really pay you anything. But um, so anyways, you know, all that stuff happened. I was like, I'm like just, let's just cut it off. So anyways, through residency, all that stuff happens. And then um, I end up, I was going to go to Tulsa actually and start my own practices, but nobody was hiring. Like they didn't have any associate positions. And, you know, everybody had told me never start an office from scratch right now. That's like the worst thing you could do, especially out with nobody knowing you. Um, and so I was like, okay, I guess I got to find a job. And so at the uh, AAO, actually, we met up with a group um, who actually had just bought out Ben Burris's practices. Um, and so they had bought out all of his practices, you know, that, you know, that holster, I don't need to get into all that. Um, and so they had just taken over it and they were like, Hey, you know, they're kind of in bad shape. We need someone to come in and we need someone to flip these practices. Would that be something you're interested in? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else going on. And so, um, ended up going in with them into Northwest Arkansas and when I got there, it was really bad. It was it was really really bad. Uh, we're talking about I don't. They didn't even know how bad it was. I had to call them down to come stay with me for a week and, and work. And after like one day, they were like, "Okay, this is bad. We need to figure something out." And uh, it was like patients five years in braces, extraction spaces. Still, we had to tell them that they had another three years in braces, and they had to get implants to replace the teeth that they were. And this was like a hundred patients a day like this 
daily for about the first year. So it was pretty brutal. And so also for people that don't know the story, basically he had sent out a letter to all the dentists in the area saying kind of like, we don't need you, screw you. We don't need any of your referrals. So then I had that was out. So because I called dentists and they would hang up on me or I would call another dentist and they would cuss at me. And I was like, no, no, we're not with him anymore. It's a completely different company. He's not even involved. And um, so anyways, I was really backed into a corner because I had to to basically grow this practice with no way possible of growing the practice. And so I was like, the only other thing I had left was social media. And I was like, well, I know how to do Instagram. So I guess we can just start hashtagging Northwest Arkansas and all these different types of things. And luckily in the orthodontic side of things, you are around kids, right? And kids kind of drive the technology adoption. And so I started to look at these kids and they were all on this thing. They were swiping. Normally they're on Snapchat or they're on Instagram or whatever. And this looked completely different. And so I saw one and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird looking. And then I saw all of a sudden I saw three more kids that same day. And by about the seventh kid, I would I stopped them and I was like, hey, what the heck are you guys on? And they were like, oh, it's this new thing. It just came out last week. It's called TikTok. And then I kind of heard something in the news that Musical.ly had been bought by this company called TikTok. And if, you, if people didn't understand what Musical.ly was, if they don't have kids or anything like that, it was an app where you could just basically put on a song and lip sync it. That was it. And so when TikTok bought it, they turned it into a version of Vine, like a 15 second version of Vine, which is what the short form videos that we now all know are. And so I looked at it and it was really the first time in the history of social media that I realized people were playing off of each other to make the videos. So in in context, in Instagram, you had to show up each day and say, what am I going to make? I got to I got to figure out what I'm going to post. And that's a really, really tough thing to do. And so on TikTok, I, I swiped through pretty, pretty quickly. And I noticed that they would take a song and someone had a skit to it. Right. And then all of a sudden I would swipe three times down and somebody else had the same exact song with the same exact structure of the skit. But they just flipped the story just a little bit. And then I saw 10 more people doing that. And I was like, okay, this must be something that they do here on this app. So I was like, me, I'm really creative on kind of like riffing off things. And so um, work smarter, not harder again. I came in and I was like, let's take the song. Let's take the skit and let's make it orthodontic wise where I'm arguing with the patient getting their braces on and off. Because the song in the background was about, you know, on and off, on and off. Right. And so I make this quick video with my team and we post it and we don't think anything of it. And we come back the next day and they were like, Hey, did you check the video? And I was like, Oh, I totally forgot. I even posted that. And we checked it and we had 10 million views, a million likes, and we had a hundred thousand followers overnight. And this was all underneath the corporation's name too. I didn't even tell them I was doing this. So um, at that point, I was like, holy crap, there's something to this. Turns out now that I know I was the very first professional on the app. I was the very first probably adult on the app that was doing anything. Um, and then really quickly after that, probably a week or two after that, TikTok reached out to me um, because they were trying to age up the app. And so they see me, they find me, um, they call me, and then they say, hey, we're starting up our very first ambassador group. Um, We want to have four ambassadors for the app. We want you to travel across the United States. We want you to go to VidCon, the MTV Music Awards, TwitchCon, talk to these people, go state to state and try and grab new creators and grow this app. And um, when we met them the first time, um, their first 
you know, employee office was no bigger than a 1500 square foot dental office. You know, it was really tiny. There's only about five of us, you know, in there. So it wasn't a big operation at the time because it was brand new. And then, um, you know, from there, you know, kind of to quickly jump through the story, we continued to grow. Um, The orthodontic office I was with, the corporation actually didn't think it was that valuable of what I was doing. And so I asked them to compensate me for all the the new practice, you know, stuff I was bringing. They said, you know, we can't guarantee that all these followers across the America are coming into our one office in the middle of Arkansas. But yet that one year, we actually turned that office from the worst office in probably all of Arkansas to we actually won the best office in Northwest Arkansas against all the private practice doctors in one year. And so basically they said that they didn't care. So I just started a brand new account. I had to figure out a name for it. My name's Ben. I'm a dentist. The Ben Orthodontist didn't sound as good. And so I went with the dentist and, um, you know, I talk about more, I don't talk about specifically braces stuff. I talk about kind of a wide range of just everything educational, um, from top to bottom. So it kind of makes sense. People do get a little confused sometimes because they're like, are you a dentist? Are you an orthodontist or whatever? Um, but so we grew from there and then continued rolling and then off that YouTube hired me to start their short form platform. Instagram meta hired me to help them with their reels, short form launch and their platform. And so I've been really in the space for a really long time, um, you know, and been doing this for a while, but I'd say the major transitory point was 2019 going into the pandemic, you know, with a group of, of kids, uh, you know, Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Ray and, and little Huddy and all these kind of kids that came in at this time really catapulted it to a whole yeah, new breadth and then um just sky's the limit from there and we've been moving and zooming ever since well a lot of your content is uh well from what i assume anyway is based on something that i think is is really underutilized and when a lot of doctors like well do i have to you know dance and lip sync Mm -hmm. all stuff a lot of yours is reaction shots to what people are actually posting so it's content that's already there and then you're just giving not only your professional opinion which puts you in a different uh, status because you're not having to be silly, but you're yep. also educating, you're giving really yep. great information. How did that like shift happen from the lip sync stuff to that? Yeah. So I never did the lip sync stuff. Um, oh, that was, oh, you know, obviously okay. musically way back oh, then, okay, yeah. but the, the algorithm and the, what we go over in our course, which we'll talk about later is yeah. that really, you know, virality or videos that go properly viral, follow a structure. And there's only so many structures out there. Just like, do you know, if I put you in a room and I played some Garth Brooks, would you immediately tell me that that's a country song? Well, sure. If I play another random country artist that you've never heard, would you be like, yeah, that that sounds like country? Yeah. Why is that? Why is a rap song, a rap song, country song, a country song, a rock song, a rock song? It's because the same way that a viral follows a structure, music follows structures. There's structures everywhere. So, you know, there's been always about seven to 10 different structures that people follow in the world to make a viral video. And so all I did was kind of go through throughout these past three and four years and test all the different structures. So at the start, it was more of a skit structure. You know, it's a storyline structure. You have to watch to the end to figure out how the story ends. So we did that a while. That's what we call trending content now, where we can riff off each other and do trends. And really, that's one of the ways that I I send a lot of doctors to that because it's literally, you don't have to think at all. You just show up, see what's trending, and then you put your little dental spin on it. So you just have to think barely on it, you know, but that's one. 
you know, we talked about the process trend that we were talking about earlier, where you said a sugar cookie person making it or a crock pot recipe. Those are all processes that somebody are trying to follow a process and watch to the end to see how it turns out. So I did that with making retainers. So I made retainers from start to finish and that blew up and went crazy. And then I did a whole new series over making crazy retainers with fangs and all these bling bling and all that type of stuff on it. And reaction is just another structure. It's one of the 10 structures. And, and it's just basically where, you know, you take a video that's really popular and try to intrude in the algorithm and you pop in and close the curiosity loop. So most of those videos are like, what the heck is happening here? And then all of a sudden I and authority pops in and I tell them what the heck is happening there. And um, they want to stay because they want to know what the heck is happening here. So you're kind of getting the gist of how these work is it's, it's just getting you to watch to the end. So you have to figure out what structure works for you as a person. So like you were saying, people are like, I don't want to dance. I don't want to do that. You know, all these type of things. And you're right. I don't want to want to do that either. And a lot of other doctors don't oh, want to do dance. that. either. Well, actually, that's another that is another structure where you can follow yeah. the trending trending structure. And I did dance content for a while there because that was the popular structure on the app. Right. And I wanted to test it out. And it did really well because you know, you see an orthodontist dancing in his office or a dentist dancing in his office and he's having fun. That's a really unique, interesting thing to see. And um, so basically I've tried all the structures. They've all worked pretty well. Go ahead. Takes you back to what you saw with your dentist or with your orthodontist of like, Mm -hmm. oh, he's doing something different and unique. Yes. Like I always try to look at things of of what that ripple effect is going to be. Sure. Content's great. But Think about the kids that you're inspiring going like, oh, here's an actual career I could do. For those of you that are trying to perpetuate the idea of being a dentist or an orthodontist is, oh, we can actually take away that. A lot of people probably see the stuffy office. They Mm -hmm. see the beige walls with the rented furniture and the doctor comes in the white lab coat who, you know, doesn't really talk to them and just does his thing. But this is giving people an option of knowing, oh, there's a career choice here that I can have fun and not have to take away my engaging, creative personality. Yeah. And I'll take it even a step further and say the way that I entered into that office and fell in love with what he was doing. Imagine if you had the opportunity to do that to every kid in your location before they even come in for braces. Now, all of a sudden they're like, I want to go to that guy. He's cool. He's hip. He's doing the thing. He's, he's the one that I want to do, you know, that's that's very funny. uh, Ben, because I don't know. It's funny. Interesting is you know, right now, if you look at all the stats and what everybody's talking about, what's happening in our industry with everyone's going to see two, three orthodontists, right? Getting different mm-hmm. consults and people are, how do we, you know, not do that? And I, I have different methods, but what a great idea of that alone, marketing of saying, mm-hmm. let's show them who we are beforehand. Kids are the ones who are really making the choice. If your kid is really being, you know, I want this person, I, I'm going to do it because I like this person, people support what they create. So the idea of I want to choose this dentist or orthodontist, I mean, for parents, that's even easier. Pricing is pretty much the same across yeah. the board. There's a few little differences here and there, but, and it's not technique either. Nobody cares about the technique. Nobody cares if you use Damon brackets or whatever mm. brackets they care about. Are you going to be able to make my kid compliant? And in in 18 to 24 months, am I going to get the smile that you say I'm going to get? Well, I have a much better shot of doing that if my kid's on board because they think you're cool or interesting or just they know more about you. And what a great way to do that. 
Yeah. And it's a weird thing that you brought up compliance because a, a weird after effect from all this that I didn't even foresee happening was massive compliance. So the oh. kids that I see come in have watched all my videos. They know me. They they love everything. So when I come in and do my spiel about all the things, wear the rubber bands, you know, don't break brackets, all the type of stuff, they're ahead of me on it. They're like, oh, no, no, trust me. I know you have to wear your rubber bands for this long. You got to do this. I'm not going to even down to like, I won't even use ibuprofen because I don't want my teeth to move slower. I'm going to use Tylenol. And like, I already know the ice water trick to make the wire deactivate and all this type of stuff. And so they're, they're super patients. And so what we're noticing is those weird cases that are like class three bites or something that's really heavily involved with rubber bands. We've basically been slamming them home in like 14 to 18 months because they just wear their rubber bands religiously. You know, they do everything they need to do. And we look like superstars. Like I'm sitting there thanking the patient every time. I'm like, you don't understand how much you make my life amazing because you're doing what you're supposed to do. And so that was a weird side effect that I noticed. Right. What a contrast between when Mm -hmm. you first started and people who were three years in treatment need another two years to oh, we're getting you done early because you're actually being compliant and being a partner with me in this treatment. I mean, that's, listen, if if you shut off the radio right now, everybody, and didn't listen to the rest of the podcast, there's your main reason you need to be Mm -hmm. thinking about why you want to be involved in some sort of social media. What I want to do is I want to like talk to you about if I'm a dentist or orthodontist, listen to this, and even though there's 10 different modalities, Mm -hmm. I just, I, I don't, I don't like, being in front of the camera, or I don't like, like, how do you involve and enroll the team members Mm. into being a part of that? So maybe I don't have to be the one front and center, but I'm still getting the, the benefit of it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm sure everybody here knows flow from progressive the yeah. the commercial lady so basically that's what we teach people is you know there is obviously you've got those different structures right some of them lue more to an entertaining type person that needs to be in front of the camera like a skit right. but like even the reactions that i do can either come from two different ways a more entertaining way or there's people that do reactions that are very like buttoned up and professional and serious and they're both authority figures so it works both ways yeah. but then there's a lot of structures like the process structure making the retainers and things like that that don't even need to involve a person at all but that being said i do tend to try and tell people to have as much personality as possible because you want to get people to want to come to your office and that's why like an, an associate or a, you know an assistant or somebody comes in a lot of the doctors that are coming in with us we're telling them to either just straight up hire somebody you know and do it that way or find an assistant who's really kind of well versed in social media and tiktok and understands how to find a trend and things like that and then having them kind of run it and a lot of the times the doctor only needs to be in there for like two seconds of one shot That's you know point because i i have seen a few uh i'll think about like Stuart frost and uh, mm-hmm. a couple other com- companies where they're just in it they're not leading it right so yep. they're a social media person creating the thing and then they show up at the end or they're a part of it and they show a picture of them so you're still seeing him but he's not going out there doing a TikTok and stuff like that so that's a really good point yeah you just have to be part, like if you're doing the trending side of things and it's the little skit things or just funny things in general most of the time the doctor's only in it for a frame or two and so they just say like hey just wave at the camera real quick you know right. and then they just wave at the camera real quick you know and it's like that's the bare minimum of the personality you would need but even then there's some doctors that are like i don't even want to do that and then the assistant really takes the place 
of the doctor and becomes the personality of the office, the flow from progressive. And normally they tell the story from the assistant's point of view or the employee's point of view. It still shows off the office. It shows the fun. It actually shows a little bit more from what they're going to be getting every time they come in because they're going to be seeing the, you know, the assistants more than the orthodontist. Now in a dental office, you know, I guess you could do the same thing with, you know, your hygienist and things like that. Um, but, you know, I try to tell people you're going to have more and more better results the further you can become a part of it because you're a bigger authority figure than your assistant. And so seeing a dentist do a dance or a dentist do a skit or a dentist do making the retainers or whatever is going to resonate with them a little more than assistant. But uh, either way, they still both work really well. We have a friend um, in Houston and he has two accounts. He has an office account that does really well. And he has his own personal account called ortho tricks. And all they do is they just film the inside of the mouth when he takes the power chains off or puts the tads in or whatever. And he just puts a viral song behind it and they get millions and millions of views, you know, every single, you know, day probably. And so that has zero personality and it's zero need of anybody. An assistant can just sit there with a phone and film an interesting thing and you could show them that. Wow, that, that's great. Well, I'm sure we're, I will get into this a little bit more with Busy about understanding yeah. kind of like how people can really learn how to do this. So, Janelle, you told us a little bit about how you got involved with Busy. Yeah. Uh, can you give us like a kind of quick overview of what Busy is and why people should be looking at it? Absolutely. So Busy provides basically a private mentorship to help doctors understand and get the most out of organic social media and to help them grow and build a practice and brand the right way, all using short form video content. That's the way of social media nowadays. And gone are the days of just posting a bunch of pictures on Instagram. You can see just looking at all these viral accounts or most popular accounts, it's just video after video after video that they're posting because that's what the algorithm likes and that's what the algorithm gets attention from. And that's what pushes it. Um, We offer clients a unique insight into social media and how to grow their practice that really can't be found anywhere else because not everyone else has been. Ben works, like he said, with all the algorithm engineers on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and it's rare to have that kind of learning anywhere else. So when you offer that mentoring, I'm assuming it's across all the modalities because there is algorithm issues for say Instagram or Facebook, and then the threat of TikTok going away, right? Mm -hmm. There's this, I could see where when somebody's already maybe a little hesitant to get involved, to come up with other excuses like that. It's like, oh, it's always Mm -hmm. changing. You got to turn it and and, and I don't want to have to learn something new. So you walk there, you hold their hands through all of that learning and understanding that as well. So I would say um, that's a really important thing that we need to bring up because what we've done and what I do is really this is the first time in history that you can go viral on all platforms across the entire world at the same time. It used to be you have to make a tweet on Twitter and then, uh, you know, a picture on Instagram and then a very long produced video for 10 minutes on YouTube. And then, you know, then TikTok comes along and just changes everything. And so the algorithm on TikTok, if people don't know, is the holy grail. All these companies are trying to fight tooth and nail to figure out exactly how they've done this. And so they've all created very copycat algorithms. And so what that means is that pretty much if you can if you can figure out what works on TikTok, 
it's probably going to work on every single platform. And now that being said, there is the little minute, tiny details when you get into it is there's a different language that's kind of spoken in each platform. Every one of them have their own trends that's happening, have their own life breath that's kind of happening. That's why we just have to teach you how to find what a good trend is and how to, to catch it at the right time or do all that type of stuff. But a structure is a structure is a structure. It's always going to be a structure. It's the procedure video is going to work on TikTok, it's going to work on Instagram, it's going to work on Reels. So what I tend to tell people and what I see personally is normally it starts on TikTok and then those trends bleed over like a week or two later into Instagram and then another week or two later into YouTube. So it's kind of this slow moving thing. Um, but from what I've seen, I just post what I want to post on TikTok and then I repost it onto you know YouTube and, and Instagram. I mean, technically I have a seven day exclusivity now with YouTube Shorts. So technically I post it on YouTube first and then I post it on TikTok and Instagram a week later. Um, um, but if I wanted to do a trending piece of content that I found on TikTok, I would post it there first because I'm trying to catch that trend. But there's a whole lot of minutes into that. But if you know how to make a good short form video, it doesn't matter what platform you're on. That's what I'm trying to get at. There's no like secret method for TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. Really, it boils down to make a good video that people want to watch to the end and then figure out how to do that, you know. And so that's what we teach people. It sounds like with the way that you're doing this and some of the things you said earlier, um, yes, there's a focus in the ortho and dental space, mm -hmm. but am I correct in assuming that this kind of work for any industry that is trying to bring this, whatever business you're in? Say that, that again. Yeah. Any single person that that could have a lead, you know, at all, uh, any business at all, even a restaurant, a law firm, an oral surgery office, plastic surgery office, dermatologist, any, I mean, if you wanted to even create a business, if you guys don't know, I have my own oral care business. We're trying to compete with Crest and Oral-B and try and really shake up the space. Um, we've already sold out three times out of our, our product launches and, and we're scaling really fast and talking to Target, Walmart and all that. And it's all been the same exact way. I just make the same type of structured videos to grow my e-com business. So there's a thousand different ways you can utilize it. But the thing is, this is a superpower that people yeah. have not really figured out how valuable it is to their thing. The, the thing is what I'm noticing, even from like our first group of people, it's really tough to get people to do anything, yeah. you know? And so you can lead a water, uh, you know, a horse to water to drink, but you know, you can't make them drink, you know? And so, but the information is out there and it's really not that difficult. You just have to make sure that you have somebody in place that you can hold accountable to actually put the processes in. You know, because if you're only it's like a diet plan, you know, if I give you a diet and a workout plan and you come back six months later, and you're like, I don't have a six pack. And like, OK, how many times did you work out? I worked out three times over six months. You know, it's like, OK, well, that's why, you know, and so it's a little bit of mix of both, but it is there for the taking. It's like the gold rush, you know, where it's, the gold's just sitting on the ground. You just got to go pick it up. You know, oh, I, I love your point of it doesn't matter the business. I mean, can you imagine a restaurant? Yeah kind of showing, hey, this is how we cook your meal, or this is how we make sure we're clean, or, you know, this is how we train our, our servers. Like, even in a restaurant space, in every little space, there's a way to show either process or whatever the, mm -hmm. the different ones are, right? You can pick your one. And like you said, think about, I think I saw a, a video a while ago about how, like, Kim Kardashian has X amount of followers. Compare that to 
somebody watching the Super Bowl and advertisers pay millions upon millions of dollars for 15 second commercials, 30 second commercials. And Kim Kardashian double, triple ten times what they do on viewership. So yeah. her value is that much more. And the fascinating thing about all this is because I love marketing. I've, I've been studying marketing for years. Is this the first time in history where you could have that many eyeballs on a platform for free? Like yeah. the only thing it costs you is your creativity and actually the time to create the content. Other than that, it's free. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because like when I tell people that we're taking on Crest and Oral-B, they kind of laugh at me. And then I show them the figures about like how much ad spend they have and how many views they get per year. Yep. And um, so we do about 3 billion views a year on all platforms together. Wow. And so I think that's about a thousand X what they spend on their ad revenue. And wow. so basically if they're doing a hundred million views and ads a year and we're doing 3 billion, that's, it's really not that hard to start getting into the hearts and minds of people in whatever. But that being said, that's, that's me with this lofty goal of, of building a billion dollar oral care company. You, if you're just trying to grow your office and compete with Joe Schmo down the street, yes, you got to do 10,000 less of what I'm doing and you'll still output beat them by a, a ton, yep. a huge amount. Yep. And yep. so it only takes one video to go viral for you to get a hundred new patients, you know? So that's very interesting because the competitive advantage of just putting yourself out there, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know, unfortunately, there still is in many offices, this idea that all you have to do is do good work, treat mm -hmm. great, you know, do, do great treatment on patients and, and they'll come. And, and, and that's just not true. And yeah. so if you have this ability to have some sort of competitive advantage to separate yourself from the other people down the street, why would you not take it? I was going to say this earlier, even if you do it badly, you're at least doing it. Like, yeah, you don't have to be a, a dancer to do yeah. dancing TikToks and be funny. Matter of fact, if you're not good, you're probably going to get more views because people yeah. are like, all right, nice try, doc, you know, type yeah, stuff. Yeah. But uh, that is fascinating. I love that you call them super patients. Oh, they're they're a hundred percent super patients for sure. And I also want to put out there that it's not just kids anymore. It is adults, a no, lot no. of adults too. Yeah, and just I as right here. I mean, yeah, we get just as many of as adults that find me from YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Like, I mean, the thing is, you post it on one, you post it everywhere. All age platforms get to see your piece of content. Now, if you tailor it really, really kiddy every time, sure. you're probably going to get more kids. But if like even the stuff that I do that is a little bit more entertaining, ties the younger side because. I'm an orthodontist, I still get tons of adults. So if you're a dentist, it doesn't matter. If you're an oral surgeon, it doesn't matter. If you're anything, it doesn't matter. You just got to be able to do it and get the eyes on there because we all know, like you just said, you're going to three offices to, to look at X, Y, Z. And if they already have all this great first impression of you, you're going to win every single time. And then another huge aspect that we didn't even bring up is, is we do have the whole ad side that we teach you on the other side of the organic. Oh, nice. And the reason is, is because what I'm noticing in the marketing side of things is it's really tough to do videos for, it's actually almost impossible to do videos for these dentists or doctors. And so what all these marketing companies do, they just put a static photo up of your office, $500 off whitening, yada, yada, but they don't understand the algorithm. Like I do, I've talked to the people in the algorithm. And so because it's a picture, it's a low, it's a low bar of, of effort going into their system. So when you're scrolling through, you see this entertaining video and then a crappy picture pops up, they swipe right past it. And then Facebook or whatever says, 
Hmm, that didn't really help our patients stay on the app. They didn't like this piece of content. So because of that, we're going to charge you more per click to put this on there and yada, yada, continue moving further. And so also the people that you want, the person that can pay in full, the nice, you know, mom with the family that knows all the PTA people, she's going to be laughing and hooting and hollering and then she sees yours and swipes past and whatever. But let's replace that now with a nice video that maybe we made from short form video as an ad really easy to do. There's tons of templates out there you can follow. It takes you maybe 15 minutes of time in your office to, to make one of these just short form video ads if you know what you're doing, right? Now you put that up there. She's scrolling, having a time. All of a sudden she sees this nice, beautiful office in Plano, Texas. She sees a doctor having fun talking about digital scanning and all these things she can do. And also she's like, wow, that office is really nice. That do doctor's kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. You know, oh my gosh, you know, now that I know it, Cindy needs braces. We should go ahead and get her. This looks like a really fun, nice, cool place. And now all of a sudden you've done a couple things. You've grabbed a better patient load because I'm sure tons of people here have ran ads and gotten a lot of patients that are below par that, that what they want. Want. And then two, not only you're grabbing them, but they're already kind of intuitive with your office. They're ready to come in. But three, you added value to the platform and the algorithm. So now they're going to say, oh, this video was actually watched by people and it's an ad. Okay, um, lower the cost per click, send it out to more people. It's it's adding value to our thing and we're getting in business. We're making ad money. And so all of a sudden you get lower cost per click, lower leads, better patients, and you get to kind of, you know, really show off your office versus just a picture of you waving. You know, it's like, yes. what's going to win? And so yeah. that's what we're really trying to tell people is even if you don't want to be the dentist or get millions and millions of views, if you do the bare minimum of learning these structures and how to make a good, you know, video from us and you just give it to your ad people and just say, are you running it yourself? Because we teach you how to run it all yourself if you want to do that. Yeah. And, you know, we have a guy who does millions and millions of ad spend a year for multiple different companies and he's taught you everything how to do it yourself. Yeah. And so if you can just put that in place, you're going to start getting a lot of good stuff from just just doing that. Well, I think what you said was really important about the what hopefully people heard is you can actually hurt yourself if you're doing it incorrectly, especially if you're running ads. And I mean, we all know people who have spent hundreds and thousands of dollars on companies who promise to be able to get you more clicks. Mm -hmm. You know, I love how people are, oh, I can get you more clicks. I don't care about clicks. I care about patients who come and give me cash, right? Yeah. Cash over clicks every day. So when we, uh, when, when you do it incorrectly, you're actually hurting yourself. You're causing yourself to ha have to pay more money, but just a couple little twists and a little, yeah. uh, understanding and education can actually go a long way. It, besides that, are there any like major uh, challenges you see or where people are kind of really working too hard? Like you said earlier, you like to, the, uh, 100%. not work as hard, right. And, and actually uh, be smarter work smarter, not harder. What are some things that people are doing out there that probably some people listening to this podcast right now are doing that are actually hindering their success? Well, I mean, you, you said it perfectly. And this this I this happens to me probably 10 times a week where I even find a dentist or an orthodontist who's really good. They have a great personality and they have all this stuff that they should be going crazy viral and getting all these patients. And they come to me and they're like, Hey, you know, I did this video. It's really cool and fun. And, and I put it out there and, and it didn't go viral. What happened? You know? And, and it's like, they, they just tried to recreate the wheel themselves. They're trying to come up with their own thing. They're trying to make like, one of them had like, uh, like yesterday, if he's listening to this, I'm sorry if you hear it, but he had just a picture of his daughter on the floor and he was like, Oh, I'm going to make a thing saying like, wear your rubber bands. My daughter makes you want to wear your rubber bands. 
And I was like, you know, it was funny in his mind that he was trying to create this funny thing in his head or like one another one. They did like an, you know, a minute long skit about like all, it took a long time and they like really did all this thing and dressed up. And even Janelle kind of suffers from this sometimes because she tries to kind of recreate the wheel herself. And so you have to rein him back in and say going viral is like hitting lightning, like lightning striking you. Right. right. Hitting the lottery. <laughs> Don't try and make yourself hit the lottery every day. You want to game the system. You want to count the cards. You want to fall. They, they literally give you the structures exactly how to go viral out there every day. There's trends that are going viral every day. Just change the one little thing from chef to dentistry. And then all of a sudden you've got the pacing, you've got the editing, you've got how they set it up, you've got the lighting, you've got literally the whole entire frame of story is there. Now for these really creative people are doing this, they're like, it's kind of like cheating, I guess, you know, and so they don't feel like it's authentic to them but then they'll keep posting the crappy content that doesn't go viral and in an algorithm that hurts you over time you lose authority if people don't want to watch what you're watching and so eventually a lot of these people are putting out this really creative content but it just it's just not one of the structures and it just doesn't mesh things correctly and and you're not talking in the language of a short form video and so the algorithm trusts you less and less and less and less and less and then eventually you're getting two likes per post and then you wonder why when you try the viral thing one time, it doesn't work. Well, you've dug yourself in such a deep hole that you got to put about 20 of those good videos out just to break even again. So sometimes we even tell people to create whole brand new accounts all over again oh, because they've lost so much authority in these algorithms. But it's just little tiny things like that that I see. But I would tell people in your viewers don't try and recreate the wheel. Don't show up to your office and be like, we're going to make this whole production and come up with these all these ideas what we call it in the in the uh in the space yoink and twist so twist. yoink and twist you take <laughs> something and you twist it and then you make that your own structure now we don't want you to copy somebody word for word or use right. exactly the same script or do all those different types of things but think how can i make this in a dental related way that's fun and entertaining for my patients or whoever you're trying to talk to it sounds like the same thing and everything right success leads clues like yeah just that you don't have to totally come up and and it's hard for creatives right because you're so creative and you have this great idea and i want everybody yeah. to see and think this is as funny as i think it is but to be able to just uh say hey this thing's working i'm gonna just that's what movies are right there's no original movies anymore no original nope. TV shows everyone's going what worked what sold tickets let's do that again and yep sure there be, can be some criticisms about that but the fact of the matter is i want people to see my movie I want people, yeah. I want to make money off of it because it will make more of an impact. I want to be able to, in this case, be able to attract the right people, the right fit clients, and actually have more of an impact on the world and the industry as it is. Yeah. And, and these kids, these kids and adults are seeing these trends, right? And they're part of they're, it's like doing the cool thing to do, right? And so if you all of a sudden are using that viral song or you're using that trend that they're seeing yep. and they're like, holy crap, my dentist is doing this trend. He is so cool. You know, it's like stuff like that or the adult, you know, that sees it and they're just like, man, this is such a cool, like it's a cool office. It's fun. They like to have fun. They seem like they don't take themselves too seriously. Or maybe you're ed on the other side, you educate about the digital scanning or what you could do with 3D printing or all that. And they're just like, they come from it from a different perspective where it's like, wow, this is a really smart technologically advanced you know authoritative dental office in the area i don't want to go to joe schmo who doesn't even have a, a itero you know 
or whatever, you know? And so it's like, there's so many different ways to play it, but you, you gotta kind of, it's never been easier. There's actually a, what you just said, there's really important to think about is that it's a great way to separate yourself literally by saying, like you mentioned the iTero scanner, showing, doing a video showing what we used to do versus what we do nowadays, right? Remember when yeah. you used to gag yourself with the goop? Now we've got this. Like yep. when, if I'm a mom and I go in or if I'm a patient, I go in and say, oh, they're going to put the goop in my mouth. Well, I thought that was old school. I thought you don't do that anymore. Now yep. you're already setting yourself apart. So so many valuable opportunities. To but do. then just one step further on that is you have that idea, right? So a lot of people have that idea and they try and come up with this big video about talking about this, right. you know, find the structure and format that's working currently and figure out a way to work that in. Maybe yep. you find somebody gagging on a, a video of a viral video of someone gagging on an impression and you do the reaction style where you pop in and you say, oh no, we use digital scanners now. Let's walk through the process of doing the digital scanner. So now you're talking in the language and getting your point across. And that's how you hit lightning all the time versus like you just talking about it. Of course, I don't know the 10 structures altogether, but man, yeah. I would think that the easiest, the the, the lowest, uh, I guess, barrier of entry is exactly that. Because mm -hmm. how many doctors don't like just to talk about what they know and how smart they are and, yep. and how they would do it differently. And there's plenty of videos online. You could even, uh, I don't want to mess things up here, Ben, but no, you, yeah. you could go to Ben's videos. Yeah. And we teach people that all the time. And then jump in and be like, well, this is what I would do differently. And this is how I would, you know, yeah. like you're, you're just picking. And there's people that do that on that. And it makes, there are people who do that. There's even dentists that just green screen them over the top of it. They don't even say anything and they just nod and point. Oh, and they give all I go. By. So, I mean, I wouldn't recommend come doing on. that. You can't nod and point like, come on, yeah. you got a problem. Yeah. Put like, some effort into it. But you, if, we if you do, I do that all the time. Point, gonna, life's going to suck. Come on. Come yeah. On. So now there's there's quite a few dentists that do this now or even medical doctors or whatever that do that reaction side of things. And That's sometimes true. I'll see their videos and I'll just clip the first five seconds of the viral video and then I'll give my own take on it. Or maybe I think something a little bit different. And then I'll, and there's been dentists and, and also orthodontists that have argued different points like, hey, you know, we I, actually this isn't a mucosal. This is what I think is a cyst or whatever. And I'm, and I'm just I comment on there. Hey, thank you so much for your insight. That's awesome. You know, and so it's tough to one thing I will tell people is it's tough from a professional standpoint to really get a full articulated idea out in 45 seconds sure. on something. So you have to pick and choose what you're saying. Cause yes, there is a lot of things going on. Also, I will say most of the time, the reason why my stuff is so successful is because I'm speaking to something a five-year-old could get or a, five, a fifth grader could get. So yeah. really just like dental and ortho dumb down your terminology. Don't go yeah. so crazy in it. Cause you're going to lose them. Um, but as long as you can just explain it to them, I think that's it's been doing wonders for the dental field. I think I've really inspired a ton of dentists and orthodontists to become future orthodontists and dentists or a bunch of kids to become sure. future ones. Um, and so I think it's important now to do just for a standpoint of trying to further our profession and yeah. get the next generation interested in it. Well, you've also uh, been an advocate in whether intentionally, and I'm sure it is partly intentionally, but uh, also not intentionally of helping people understand that a TikTok trend of like putting a rubber band around your front two teeth, yeah. close the gap is not a good idea. And you're, you're saving people thousands of dollars and future pain by educating that way. And if you think about that, if, if you're listening to the show, if your goal is to help really create great smiles, help educate people, if you really believe that everyone should have what you do, 
then this is a platform where you can not just affect the people in your local area, but people literally across the world. So I think that's great. We need to, we're gonna move on to, I wanna get into the, the details of how do people really uh, get connected with you around busy and who's your ideal client? Like if I was an orthodontist out there or a dentist and I was thinking, okay, I need to knock out this social media thing. I wanna use it for my benefit. Who's, who's your ideal client you wanna be working with? Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to find us and you want to kind of hop into a call with Janelle and discuss it a little bit further, it's it's the website is getbusy.social. Uh, once again, that's getbusy.social. You get busy, stay busy in your office, right? And so our ideal client is really anybody who's ready to take that leap. Anybody who has that idea of, of that, I understand that this is important and I want to move forward with it. And the reason is, is we need to have also another big thing is we have to have somebody in the office that's willing to take responsibility of that. Now, we try and help people figure out how to do that. We've had, you know, older dentists and orthodontists come in and they say, hey, I don't know what to do. We're paying this this random company in my thing five thousand dollars a month to post Instagram pictures, but we're getting two likes a post. And I'm like, fire them, hire a marketing person and have them do it all for you. Have them take my course, have them understand everything, have them be in the in the private groups discussing back and forth or on the Zoom calls, trying to figure out the trends and what's changing for the month. Because every, every month we go over all the new stuff that's happening. We talk about like algorithm changes or if TikTok gets banned, what do you do here? You know, all these different types of things, because it so is always ever changing. So it's one on one mentoring, but it's also group or is it all group? So it's pretty much all groups. So you have your private class, which is the the side of the uh, organic media and how to do your own ads. You can learn it all. Um, and then from there, there's a group community chat, which we have, which then everybody can ask questions at any time. Now, I promise I'll get to them eventually. You know, it may not be like the second you post it. Uh, but then once a month, we also have a Zoom call with me on one and then Noah on the other. Noah's the ad guy. I'm the organic guy. So if you have questions about anything organically and you want to have one-to-one facing conversations with me, then you're there with that. And if you want to have something about the ad side with Noah, then you've got that. And so um, basically that's all it is, but really you gotta, you gotta have a want to do it because it will only, it's just like the diet plan. It's not going to work if you don't, if you don't do it yourself. Right. And then two, you got to have somebody, whether an assistant in mind, you want to hire somebody in mind, or you're just really technologically savvy. And maybe you have a great personality and you just haven't quite figured out the algorithm. Probably the top, top people that we could have that would just blow up immediately are the ones that have already had some success on TikTok and stuff. And they haven't quite understood the algorithm or why they went viral. Cause a lot of times people stumble into these structures and then they do really well and they don't understand why and so then i can come in and audit it and be like well this is a reason this is your hook was terrible you had too many dead space cuts you reposted it and now you have a watermark here and that watermark is getting flagged by the algorithm it's taking you down but there's so many little different tiny things that i've learned and i'm still learning constantly um that that's where that mentorship becomes you know really well that's apparent. what i think is one of the benefits here is if people are really thinking about this when they do hire these other companies that are out there they're doing it based on, you know, maybe they've been in the game for a while and they, and they, they have some stuff. I'm not, not knocking everybody, but you're literally talking to the creators of TikTok and you're having meetings yeah. with the, the, with YouTube and yeah. you are like, talk about having insider access to what actually is going on yeah. as opposed to a lot of good theories and uh, things that you've tried and 
failed and tried and failed. You're actually talking to the right people. So yeah. And I, the problem with the problem with the marketing companies that I saw, and this is the reason why I created it, because I thought we were kind of getting scammed a little bit, was because none of them knew how to do short form video. One, not one of them. Some of them offer services to come in and film for like a whole week and then give you, you know, six months of content, but that content's not going to resonate because it's not speaking in the language and the language is something that's happening and changing weekly and monthly. So none of that stuff is going to work and it strokes your own ego, but it's not going to help you. And then, you know, three on the ad side, they can't force you to make a video. They're they're not going to do that. So they can't make the ad for you. That's going to speak the right way to the algorithm. And so what I want to do is kind of take that back into the control of the dentist and and, or orthodontist and say, Hey, just have somebody learn it. And then you can do it all. You don't have to pay somebody five, six, seven grand a month to do your ads. If you want to take the time to learn it. Now we are kind of building up structures eventually to be able to offer those services the right way as well down the line. But currently our focus is really just educating and make, and, and trying to help them. Now, if you have an ad people um, like all the big ones out there, Hey, they're going to love you and they're going to shout for joy that you're giving them a, a short form video ad and you're going to make them look 10 times better than they really are. And you're going to be getting better leads and lower cost per click, not because of anything they did, just because you gave them a good piece of content. So there's so much value to it in so many different ways. It's just people just need to really put it into play. Wow. Wow. Well, we have come up to our time and and you've just given us a crazy amount of (laughs) of great content and best practices. Remember everybody, make sure it's getbusy.social and not.com. Getbusy.social. And reach out and talk to Janelle, uh, how we end every single show. And thank you so much for all of your information, but how we end every single show is through six rapid fire questions. And what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to toggle back and forth between you and Janelle. So three each, and these are like top of mind, fastest thing you could think of, uh, and not going into whole stories or anything, just straight. What is the top of mind? What's the fastest? If you only had me in an elevator, what would you say? You guys want to play? Let's do it. All right. We're going to go first with Dr. Ben, and we're gonna go with, the question is, what is the most expensive thing that private practice owners are missing in their practice? Ooh, the most expensive thing that practice, most expensive thing, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and go with organic social media because it's it's costing them a ton of money to not be doing it. So <laughs> That's right. it's the most inexpensive, expensive thing they're missing. Yeah, especially even having having somebody in your practice to focus on social media is a, is yeah. a huge missed opportunity. Okay, Janelle, this one's for you. Uh, what book do you think every private practice owner should be reading? Facebook. Facebook? Oh, snap. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, I love The Fred Factor by Mark Sanborn. It just helps get you into thinking differently with customer service and just being, if, when I say you're going to be a Fred today, read the book. It's You can read it in an hour yes. and you understand what Great I mean book. by that. Great book, Fred Factor. Um, in my book, The Practice Rx, I focus a lot on team culture and team performance as the foundation for business growth. Ben, what do you see when you talk to other doctors, when you travel around and you do a lot? What's, what do you see is the biggest challenge that private practice owners are facing with their teams and office culture right now? What's happening? Um, I would say aligning with the public. I feel like a lot of the times they're kind of stuck in their own bubble while the culture is changing so fast without them. And if you're not aligned to the actual customer, you're going to have a lot of problem closing that customer. That's a really great point. And we haven't had that comment before. That's a really great point. 
Uh, Janelle, this is perfect for you. We've already mentioned it once, but let's do it again. How can listeners reach out to you? Um, they can email me at Janelle Baum at Get Busy. That's uh, J-A-N-E-L-L-E-B-A-U-M at Get B-I-Z-Z-Y dot social. Awesome. Um, ben, what's the best advice out of all these years you've been doing this? What's the best advice that you've ever received on either life or business? Work smarter, not harder. And I'll say it a thousand more times because there's so many different things out there that you can you can just look at, interpret and build. I've, I've, I've done my whole entire life and all my success comes around from not making stupid mistakes that other people have already made and learning from them and hopping in at a point where, you know, you're going to be successful right out of the gate. So always continue to learn, always continue to look, see what clues those successful people left that you just said and um, work smarter and harder in every single aspect of every single thing that you're doing. It's so funny because we so want to overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, I had a mentor once who would always say, you know, do all this stuff. Tell me what to do. And he'd say, the only thing that will mess this up is your better idea. But just do what I tell you to do. It's like so true. Work smarter, mm-hmm. not harder. Uh, Janelle, last question. Yeah. What's the best resources almost seems like a, a, a softball. But what's the best resource or tool that every private practice owner should be using to grow their practice right now? Social media. Yes. 100%. 100%. And, you know, I, I do want to plug busy real quick because a lot of times doctors are like, no, I'm too intimidated by this TikTok, tickety talk, whatever it's called, Snapchat stuff. I, I don't know what I'm doing. My team doesn't want to jump on board. I'm telling you the modules that Ben has in this course are so easy to follow. It's all self-paced. You can go back, watch, rewind, pause, all of that. I've watched the course and my husband sits across the couch from me as I'm watching it through my computer. My husband who doesn't know anything about social media is like, dude, anyone can do this. So it's so easy. Well, I'm just going to tag onto that. We just said, cause I, 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 I make sense, but I, I didn't actually make this clear earlier. It sounds like for those that are afraid, great. I have this person who does it. And then what if they leave me? Well, it's an online course directed by yourself. So now you have a training process for anybody mm-hmm. who comes along forever. Like that's yeah. pretty freaking smart, right? Yeah. And they, they utilize it a lot for that. Yeah, they utilize it a lot. A lot of the time they just even bring in their marketing people. We have probably like three or four marketing heads of companies that are just doing it all themselves. Not the doctors not even touching it. Dude, I've got I've got people I'm going to send your way already. I'm thinking of at least a couple that I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll you. send you a good email on what yeah, you're yeah, Janelle, send me that email. Well, you guys, it has been amazing to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time to share with your, your us your wisdom and introducing us to busy and Ben, it's a pleasure. Uh, I'm I'm a follower. I, I've been following you for for a while now, and and, and you. make it you make it look easy, and that makes me excited to know that oh yeah, there are certain things that I can even do in my business. I learned some stuff that I've been going. Oh, I'm going to go do that now. And depending on my business. there's a lot more in the course. Just wait oh, till I you bet. watch it. Yeah, I bet this is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure. Well, I highly encourage all of you. Listen, even if you're not thinking about doing social media, even if you're scared of it, even if it's one of those things that you're not sure if it's going to work for you, dude, just go check it out. Go and have a conversation with Janelle. Go see what's out there and how it can actually benefit you. You deserve to see and have different methods of marketing your business. And in our world today, when we talk about the evolution of a practice, this is it. It's not going away. It's not going to all of a sudden go back to yellow page ads. <laughs> this is what we're doing. And so get on board and actually see how you can use this. Even if you increase this by 10% in your business, that's going to help you that much more. So 
I highly encourage everybody to go to getbusy.social and uh, check it out. Thank you all again. I really appreciate you. you. And for those of you listening, thanks for tuning in to the ProPreneur Podcast. Remember, our goal here is always to help you be more proactive, profitable, and positive in every way. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks so much again for listening to the ProPreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.